Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Friday, September 17th. This is The Gateway. I'm Maria Altman, in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead, in an effort to increase voter turnout, Missouri's Secretary of State is considering having local elections become partisan. That has some local elected officials concerned. I can tell you that I would probably not be running. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on the idea of partisan local elections and the reaction from office holders, election authorities, and voting experts. But first, the news. Missouri's new health director says he wants to improve the relationships between local and state health officials that have been damaged during the coronavirus pandemic. Governor Mike Parson named Donald Kauerhoff as the director of the Department of Health and Senior Services in July. Kauerhoff says he's haunted by disputes between state and local officials over COVID-19 health restrictions. The Republican-controlled legislature earlier this year passed a law limiting local officials' ability to issue public health orders. Public health is going to happen after COVID. And, and if we've lost that local respect of the system, how, how are we going to recover from that? Kauerhoff also says he wants to encourage more people to get the COVID-19 vaccine. He says after the pandemic is over, the department will work on water fluoridation programs and other preventative health projects. Ransomware hackers have stolen confidential patient data from a health care provider in southeast Missouri. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports. Missouri Delta Medical Center in Sykeston sees patients for a range of ailments, from cancer to Alzheimer's. The healthcare provider 30 miles south of Cape Girardeau is the latest target of a ransomware group known as Hive. The group has posted confidential patient data online, including names, social security numbers, and medical information. In a statement to St. Louis Public Radio, Missouri Delta Medical Center said they are working with a security firm to investigate the data breach. But there is, quote, no indication that data in our main electronic medical record system is involved. The region surrounding the hospital has among the highest rates of new COVID-19 cases statewide. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. The sweeping energy legislation Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker signed into law Wednesday aims to eliminate emissions in the state by 2050. But it also provides critical support for communities like East St. Louis to transition into the state's growing green economy. J.C. Kibbe is a clean energy advocate with the Natural Resources Defense Council. You can't just have a technocratic policy that stands on its own and sort of ignores the social context that climate change and and fossil fuel pollution exist in. Kibbe says the new law provides a just transition for coal-reliant communities with property tax replacement and money for economic development and job training. Creve Corps officials tomorrow will rededicate a park for the late Dr. H. Philip Venable, a black man forced to sell his property more than a half century ago. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, family members say the park will help educate people on that injustice. 
Creve Corps officials used eminent domain in the late 1950s to take land from Venable and his wife Katie for a park. The Venables fought the issue in court but lost and had to sell the property to the city. City officials in 2019 apologized and renamed the park for Venable. Rosalind Venable Woodhouse is Venable's niece. She says people should know that what happened to her uncle happened to many black landowners and it's crucial to bring those wrongs to light. We think that it's important that people who not only visit the park but explore the history of this area understand that this area was not exempt from that sort of bigotry. A memorial for Venable is also planned at the park. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. In the 2020 presidential election, voter turnout in Missouri was 70 percent. That's in stark contrast to nonpartisan municipal elections in the state that can see as few as 10 percent of voters going to the polls. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports that Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft is considering a measure to narrow that gap by having all elections be partisan. Ashcroft says local government is important, and it's not good for big decisions about people's everyday lives to be determined by the outcome of elections with so few people showing up to the polls. That's why he's considering pursuing a change to state election law that would reduce or eliminate nonpartisan elections and have candidates for local offices choose a party. If we were to to make some of those, quote, partisan, we're not trying to make them more uh, combative, uh, would that help more people to come out? Does calling them nonpartisan make people think they aren't important? Such a move would require legislation and likely be the subject of fierce debate. But the idea already does not sit well with some election officials, office holders, and voting experts. Anita Mannion teaches political science at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. She says even if partisan elections for local offices increase turnout, it would decrease the number of candidates. Say I want to run for my local school board, but to me that's not a partisan issue. It's about strengthening our education system and not alienating neighbors who might be of a different political party. So that could be a concern that some might have as well. And it's not hard to find an example of such a candidate turned off by the prospect of being forced to choose a party. I can tell you that I would probably not be running. Jody Eberly is on the Rolla City Council where the 2021 voter turnout was 12 percent, down from 15 percent in the previous election. Eberly wishes more people voted in local elections, but says making them partisan is not the way to achieve that goal. With the last couple of years where things have uh, become so rancorous and so bitter uh, and polarized that I think there are a lot of good people out there who just would not want to be involved in that Eberly says it's up to candidates for office to walk the neighborhoods and encourage people to turn out for elections. But she is also in favor of other measures that would make it easier to vote. Marilyn McLeod agrees. She's the president of the Missouri League of Women Voters. She says before the state considers a radical change like eliminating nonpartisan elections, it should first make sure it's as easy as possible to cast a ballot. A simple one would be like we did a year ago during COVID, where we made mail-in ballots available beyond just those few reasons. And people really like that. No excuse absentee ballots, early voting, and more mail-in options are all proven to increase voter turnout, according to Umsel's Mannion. She says there may be a way to get the turnout of a partisan election without requiring city and school board candidates to pick a party 
by combining their elections. So instead of voting five different times in Missouri, maybe you vote one time a year. Uh, those things have been shown to have much more effects on voter turnout than something like making elections more partisan. But even that idea isn't without critics. If state, federal, county, city, school board, and other races were all on the same ballot and all with different district lines, that could mean each precinct may have to offer dozens of different ballots. Dave Ernst is the county clerk in Pulaski County. He says that would make running elections more difficult and possibly more costly. The number of splits or different ballot styles that those districts would have to create uh, would, in my opinion, lead to more voter confusion and it would uh, create an undue burden upon the, the election authorities in those areas. Ashcroft's idea is far from reality, as it can't even be introduced as a possible law change until the legislature convenes in January. But he says it's still an idea worth considering. He also points out that it could be a way to encourage diversity of political thought instead of just another race between Republicans and Democrats. You can be a green candidate, you can be a libertarian, um, you can be a constitutional candidate. I mean, all the all people of those have all run, and especially I think at local races, individuals and smaller parties have a much greater chance of, of being able to be successful. But regardless, a decision to change local elections would be up to the state legislature, a group of Republicans and Democrats who were all elected to office via partisan elections. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All. St. Louis Public Radio. That story was edited by Fred Ehrlich. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Maria Altman, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.